0: Hello and welcome back to the Stolen Droids Podcast. We are back finally after, I don't know, it feels like three years. I'm really sure though? We are. <laughs> but we are back. We're excited to be here. I'm Jake. We'll go around and introduce everybody. I'm Colin. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm Marley.
1: I'm Zonner, And we
0: have a special guest with us today. We have Ondewin from The Let Us In. Erica, oh my goodness.
2: Thanks. I'm so happy to be here and actually... Talk about my podcast now!
0: Yeah, we've been keeping it secret for so long, and now it finally dropped, and so now we can talk about the Let Us In, which is a like the hot new tabletop role playing game podcast out there. Yeah. Like it's going to be bigger than Critical Role. From what I oh
2: no, <laughs> yeah, all,
0: all the kids are doing it. Oh, yeah, all the kids are doing it, and listening to it.
2: I I don't know if I'm ready to handle
3: that kind of pressure, but thanks.
0: <laughs> oh, you
1: better get ready.
3: Okay. Reach <laughs> high. Reach high, Erica. Seriously.
0: Okay. Yeah, drink big, you know.
3: Cool, then I'll get um, Nolan North on the on. show.
2: We'll have some fun times.
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Well, we are going to talk today about tabletop role-playing games. Some of us have more experience than others. Some of us have no experience. Go <laughs> call <Holy> And um, <laughs> we'll just kind of talk about what tabletop role-playing <laughs> games are. And a little bit about what the Lettuce In is, so you guys can go check that out on the Stolen Droids network. So let's kind of just jump in. Who's done tabletop role-playing games before?
1: Obviously me. I have very minimal experience, but I think (laughs) it's more than this, which is Colin.
0: Yeah. What (laughs) does this mean, Colin? I asked you a yes or no question. You've done
1: tabletop role-playing
4: games before. It means I have attempted. I tried to do a campaign once with... Marley's boyfriend actually, oh, and Ben. Before he was
3: my boyfriend.
4: Before he was your boyfriend, like five or six years ago, and we did it for one night, and that was it. Nothing it. Okay, Um, because people are hard to get back together. So, oh, I I figured
1: it was because y'all died. Someone pissed off the dragon, and
3: (laughs) (laughs) you all failed. No, we we were
4: all pretty much novices. We were trying to do Pathfinder, and it just. It didn't work out.
2: Pathfinder's great. I wouldn't know. (laughs) I'm really upset about that, too. Well, then, maybe you should watch one of my other streams, Tabletop Treasure Hunters, where we play Uh, Pathfinder.
0: Yeah, I think that brings up an interesting point, Colin, because you said you were all novices. So, like, had any of you ever played Pathfinder or Dungeons & Dragons or anything like that before?
4: Uh, The main GM had.
0: uh, Okay, and the then, main GM? How many GMs did you have? Because you're only supposed to have one. We had one GM. That might have been what you were doing wrong. Ben,
4: GM, um, ben, ben supposedly had, had done it before. I don't know how true that was. He's, you know, mm-hmm. off-wind sometimes. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're a gm and you're a gm, you're
0: never GM. Was Listen, i fine. was gonna say if he's a long time listener like let's not take him off because we don't <laughs> have that many call and we don't want to be, just be driving people away by saying oh, they're okay. liars.
4: okay it's it's just been Fuller. it's fine
0: yeah
4: <laughs> oh that's um, <bad>. so, yeah <laughs> So let's dox them as well yeah. Why not Do you right want right to right? put his email address out there? Like, geez. Yeah, it's in folder <laughs> at <laughs> com. There
0: you
3: go. <laughs> fun, guys. Uh,
4: have oh a-
0: boy. A Pathfinder. It'll be great. So we tried last summer in the middle of like, everybody was home all the time, which I know we're still kind of in the middle of that, but like, the kids had been home for like three months straight, and we were like, okay, let's try doing something together as a family. So like with my older kids and my wife and I, we tried to do Dungeons & Dragons together, and none of us had ever played. And so I was the DM, and I had no idea what I was doing. And so I had no idea what they were doing. And so I had – it's not the same, Erica. You can't point at yourself. It's like, true, though. I've never been. I know you've never been a GM. But you've played the game before, so you understand the mechanics.
2: but not in some of the upcoming seasons. I won't have known what the game is like.
0: Yeah. See, and that's where I was... Like, I just had no idea what I was doing, or how to make it fun for the kids, or any of that. And so it was really hard. So we we did like one session and we're like, well, maybe we need to figure out something else. And since then I've joined a group with my wife's family that they play and we've been going oh. through a campaign. So now I understand a little bit more about
3: mm.
0: how the game works. And so I would be more comfortable trying to DM something with my kids at this point than I was, you know, a few months ago. And I think that makes a difference. Like if you got together with a couple of your friends, Colin, and, like, none of you guys are really familiar with the game, it probably isn't going to be as much fun as if you have somebody who can kind of take you along, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, in that
1: case, it's, like, the blind leading the blind. And when you've (laughs) got dragons involved, that never ends well.
2: It's true. But there's also D&D, essentially, like, games for kids, too. There's a whole bunch. Like, Mouse Guard can be considered a game really good to play with kids uh Starport uh no thank you evil and hero kids.
0: Okay. So, so there's, there's some good kid friendly
1: ones. Yeah. So so they don't involve devil order. worship as yeah. you know. If because you that's what grew D&D up <laughs> as a product of the of the 80s like I was, oh that yeah. was what everyone associated D&D with. Oh my you know? gosh. Yeah, I mean like it was a really big deal. Yeah, I told my wife, uh, oh, it was probably 15 years ago I told her I said, "There's a bunch of guys at work that, you know, Friday nights they want to get a D and D campaign going. I want they want me to join them." She said, "No, that's devil worship." I said, "What are you talking about?" And she said, "Well, that's that's what it is. It's devil worship because yeah. that's what her mother yeah. had taught her because that's what you know the '80s taught them." Oh, and goodness. yeah, it sad. was it was a big deal because Do you,
4: you guys watch. Uh, Oh, what was it? Um,
1: uh, Riverdale?
3: Yeah. I started. No. G&G?
4: So the, yeah, G&G, the Griffins and garg- Gargoyles. That was That's intense. It, it turns into, like,
0: full-on cults. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
3: it's crazy, yeah. and it, it, it's a little it, too it, close it, to home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think in the 80s, that was what parents thought kids were doing when they were yeah. playing Dungeons & Dragons yeah. is – you were getting into the occult and you were getting into the devil worship, like you mentioned, honor And and it's really funny because I, the one time I remember playing as a teenager or preteen, it, it was like sixth or seventh grade. I was playing with some friends, and they invited us over or invited me over to play. And his brother was the DM, and he was this cool guy in high school. I mean, he wasn't that cool because he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. So <laughs> obviously, I mean, at that point. You were not one of the cool kids if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons, but he made it miserable for us and just, like, killed us off right away, and it was uh-huh. totally, like, the worst game ever. But when I told my parents that's what I was doing, it took a long time for them to let me go back to that friend's house because they were like, no, that's, you know, devil worship, evil stuff. And there's, there's nothing inherently evil about Dungeons and Dragons, right? No. Or any role-playing no, games. It's
1: what you make it. For all they know, it could have been Mr. Peanut dumping a bunch of salted peanuts on you. Instead of you know, I mean, oh. it is what you make it. I'm
0: not yes, sure Zonner's ever played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> after that comment. I think I going to ask, have- what
1: are
4: you
0: into, Zonner?
2: <laughs> oh, I think it's introduced man. you to an actual D and D game.
0: <laughs> but no, I my point. I think is... honor's talking about a different kind of role playing, and we're not talking about that, <laughs> Zonner.
1: <laughs> no, my point is, it is <laughs> what you make it. You know, it doesn't need to be dark and, and evil and horrible. Yeah, you can go into a, a cave and and kill your whole party by saying the wrong thing to the wrong person or to the wrong creature or whatever. But it doesn't need to be evil and, and horrible and occult and, and all that, which so many people thought that it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it it really and now it's become so much more mainstream and I don't know what do you guys think what what changed between you know the 80s and early 90s and today where where this has become much more of a mainstream uh type of thing more people are playing I think tabletop role playing games and tabletop games in general but but specifically these tabletop role playing games I think than ever before what do you guys think
3: I think I think uh a huge part of it is that geek culture has become more mainstream in the last few years. I'll be honest; five years ago, I would have been like, "D and D, that's for nerds. Like that is a high level of nerd." And a lot of, and I knew a lot of geeky guys who played it. I didn't know any girls who played it. I knew a lot of geeky mm-hmm. guys who did. And so I think just as like superheroes, you know, with Marvel and DC, and then also Star Wars, and just all these other things becoming more mainstream. Um, other things have been coming up. And then I think definitely, um, within just even the last year, um, since the pandemic started, like, you know, people are at home, they need something to do. Um, and you can do a lot of D and D, you know, TTRPGs virtually, you know, so it just kind of has made it a lot easier for people to kind of be like, huh, I want to try this because what else am I going to (laughs) do? Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as a kid, I <laughs> I remember the only game of that type until I was introduced to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in junior high was D&D. And that had such a bad rap that, you know, kids couldn't play it because cause mom and dad wouldn't let them. But then you started seeing other games like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out and and other things that were perceived to be more kid-friendly. And now there's such a variety of these types of games where if you're not into Dungeons & Dragons, you know, maybe you're into some sort of urban fantasy or you're into, you know, whatever, space exploration and fantasy. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different types of games and styles of games that it appeals to such a broader market that
3: well, and I, it's I not, think
1: that helped that a bit too.
3: And it's not just elves and dragons and magic yeah. either. From what I've learned, even just in the last year or so since knowing Erica, like there, are, I, I had no idea that there were so many different systems. I literally thought it was just D&D Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. because that's where most of my experience came from in starting with TTRPGs was Dungeons & Dragons 5e. And that one's really popular. That one's really, really popular. But as I've been kind of talking with other people, and like I said before, like years, like a few years ago, a lot of it was all about like geeky guys playing D&D. Now I can tell you the majority of my friends and people in my circle have played some sort of T- P- TTRPG, including women. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's actually really popular. And as soon as you start the conversation with people you find that you're like, Oh, I didn't know you played. Like, oh, that's way cool. Like what have you tried? And a lot of people have done Pathfinder. Pathfinder seems to be a really popular one okay. as well. And so it just kinda it's funny that it used to be kind of like this like I play D <laughs> but now it's just like, yeah, I play D and D. Do you? You haven't? Oh, you need to try it. You know, it's very it's it's so much less of a like a guilty secret. Yeah. So you
4: admit was... being a basement dweller now. That's okay.
0: Oh my gosh, Colin, let it go. (laughs) Our listeners weren't even part of the Slack conversation. Just let it go, Colin. (laughs) Whatever.
3: You dangled the carrot, so it's your fault. And I was the same way,
2: uh, because I started playing. It was, uh, to be honest, time is just one big mush right now that I don't know when exactly I started anymore, but it was probably about two years ago, and... Even just right before I even started, I was like, okay, I'm not that level of nerd. Like, I'm into, like, Marvel and video games, but role-playing games? Nah. And then I played, and it hasn't stopped. No. <laughs> it's roller coastered and it's snowballed to where we are now.
0: So what was, what was the first game that you played, Erica?
2: <laughs> Funny enough, the first time that I played was a live stream. I have a habit of trying things like new games or TTRPG stuff live or recorded. So I first did the Codex cast um, okay. for a couple of months. We played D&D, and it was a really cool like, library system where we actually played a bunch of different systems, but you would always come back to the same body. So it was a really complicated thing for me to start with, but I loved it.
4: So, so with systems like these, when you're when you're going through these, you know various things like like the current season that you guys are doing is mouse Car, mm-hmm. What kind of things do you have to purchase? Do you purchase anything? Is it just available online, kind of free to play situations, or are you are you buying books and, and supporting those mm-hmm. for creators? Yeah. So I, like, if Colin has to buy a cloak, he will. We've got oh, okay. We've got, <laughs> <could> <laughs> really Go for sweat. it. Buy cloak, man. I already have a cloak. It's fine. I was okay, gonna say
1: so- I don't think he needs an excuse to buy a cloak.
4: <laughs> it's in my closet right now. It's fine.
1: I don't need
2: an excuse to buy dice. I just bought more just like ten minutes ago. <laughs> so, but for this, I I personally will look for places to buy them from because I like supporting uh, indie developers with playing with Level and Geek. That's kind of what we do. Is we play a bunch of different indie developers' systems so we can kind of get them into a spotlight so that's kind of where i wanted to focus as well so there's a bunch of stuff on kickstarter that i'm really interested in and seeing if we could play test the system kind of boost their kickstarters at least purchase it from them there's a couple so there's a, a really useful website called drive through ttrpg and that's where pretty much every single system you can find is there and you can just simply pur- purpose purchase the uh, PDF copy for just a couple bucks.
3: That's really nice because those hardback books are Expensive. pricey. Expensive. Yeah. I did when I was playing with my D&D 5e group a couple years ago. They did give me a PDF version, which was really nice but I kind of wanted to have the book version just because it was. I was so new to it and as we were sitting around the table, this is pre-pandemic people, we, <laughs> <laughs> we were all sitting around the table. There's like 10 That's of us. I know, right? It's so weird. And I wanted to be able to flip through the book quicker than having to be like, oh, can I, can I borrow your book? You know, because someone else is, they're using their own book for their okay. own reference. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy one. They're not cheap. No. I, I got one. It was like 30 bucks for yeah. just like this thin little hardback book. But I still have it. And it is nice yeah. to have. But the thing is, though, I don't know when I'm going to play a D&D 5e game ever again.
2: Exactly. I'm looking to still buy some books because it's just fun to have them out on display. I was part of a, a Kickstarter live stream and because we helped reach the goal, my character is published in the book. So I was like, well, now I have to pu- I have to buy the hardback copy. <laughs> and so like, I'm excited for it to get here so I could display it. And then I'm like, this is like a dice addiction. I need another one. Now I need to go get the Pathfinder book. Now I need the Mouse Guard book.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it's that's fun, the collecting part of it. It's, for bad, sure.
2: it's bad for my bank account, but I love it.
0: Yeah, we as we've started playing more, uh, we've got the three main D&D books. The the Dungeon Master Guide, the Player's Manual, and the Monster Monsters. Manual. Or, yeah. <laughs> and I've got the Player's Guide. Like, when we're playing, it's, like, right by me all the mm-hmm. time. because I'm still trying to figure out my character, uh, what he does, what he can do, and things like that. And so it's definitely handy. But as we're talking about systems, if you're brand new getting into tabletop role-playing and you're wondering what system to start out with, I think that's that's worth talking about, right? I mean, we've talked about the Lettuce In, You guys can listen to it. It's awesome. They're doing Mouse Guard, but that's not necessarily one of the big ones out there. I I don't know how easy Mouse Guard is to find. Is it pretty easy to find, Erica?
2: yeah, it's pretty easy to find.
0: Okay, but if you're if you're starting like, I think there's the two big ones, right? There's Dungeons and Dragons Five E, which is Fifth Edition, and then Pathfinder. And what is the difference between Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons, Erica?
1: <laughs> That's
0: who um, I was asking. I was <laughs> I wasn't asking Colin, who's only done this as far as tabletop roleplay. Hey,
4: hey let, me, let me tell you guys about Pathfinder here. Well, all right.
0: Tell us, Colin.
4: <laughs> well, what's the difference? There's a thing. I played a dwarf, and that's about it.
0: Book.
4: <laughs> good, good, Colin.
2: That's that's it. That's the difference. We're done.
0: Um, difference. You did play a dwarf in Dungeons and Dragons.
2: My, my, I don't know if I should call her. Like, she's one of my co-streamers, Emily. If you go and listen to our uh, Utah Remote Con. TTRPG panel she explains it a whole lot better than I'm just about to. So I'd recommend going back and the state of that. But Pathfinder and D&D kind of started along the same path. D&D has gone through a lot of differentiations because they are like on 5E now whereas Pathfinder is on 2E. So they've had a little bit less adjustments to the way you play. A lot of it is just kind of like smaller system things. But personally, I am finding that the, diff- the biggest difference between Pathfinder and D&D is Pathfinder is a lot more customizable and a lot less restrictive to what you can and can't do, especially with moves and classes and abilities. Funny enough, Pathfinder actually just put out a couple new classes that, y- that you can do, and one of them is Gunslinger.
0: Mm.
2: And so that's going to be a load of fun. Um, so the differences can be pretty big, but I'm, but it kind of just depends on how strict you want your system to be in, in my unprofessional opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think if I, if I understand it right, they, they have the same root Mm -hmm. Pathfinder kind of stemmed from D &D and D 3.5. And when they went to the fourth edition, then Pathfinder kind of came out and, and it's more like. That edition of of Dungeons and Dragons, if I understand correctly,
3: yeah, that's kind of
0: someone who yeah. knows better is going to correct us, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: well, and also, not this is a sh- another shameless plug, but on our on my <coughs> other podcast, Cutscenes and Cupcakes, we actually have done a few different TTRPG things there, and we actually had uh, Erica's group. They're now level one geek, but they were of Dyson and Dames, and we've had them on, and they have also explained. The difference between the two really well there, so you can always go back and listen to that. And we also played; we did a live session of a one-off, we and we did we did D and D for that one, didn't we, Erica? Um, when, so when tory DM'd,
2: when Toria DM'd, that was D and D, and then D&D. when Emily DM'd, yeah, it that was, was Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like my I feel like they should have the spotlight for differentiating because I've literally only played like three sessions of D&D.
3: <laughs> so I'm just going off of what other people have well, said. And I, Erica, you're so humble because <laughs> honestly, like, and, and for those who don't know, I have to just quickly tell the story of how Erica kind of came into this group. So a couple of years ago at FanX, we did a panel, we as in cutscenes and cupcakes, me, Stephanie and Lindsay, and we wanted to do a panel called Gaming for Noobs focus more on video games, but then we're like, okay, you know what? We want to bring in TTRPGs a little bit more because that we're trying to get into it a little bit more. It's becoming more and more popular and we want to have some people there with that will bring that perspective. So my friend Tori that I know from college, I w- I knew that she was doing level one geek. And so I was like, Hey, you should come on our panel with us. That would be awesome. And do you have another friend maybe that could come just to kind of help round it out a little bit more. And she's like, oh, my friend Erica. And we're like, cool. And so we all met right before the panel, yeah. <laughs> like in person <laughs> for the first time. And and it was really fun. You can actually go back and listen to it if you want to on Cutscenes and Cupcakes. We did release it. But that was, it was just kind of fun. So like, Erica, we brought you on as the DTRPG <laughs> <GT> expert. <laughs> I'm you am sure why you
2: did that. <laughs> It was fun because she messaged our Codex cast group and was like, hey, my my friends are doing a FanX panel. And before she could, like, immediately after (laughs) she sent the message, I said in all caps, yes. And I was like, dot, dot, dot. I mean, yeah, I guess that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I I jumped on that as quick as I could because that has been a dream of mine was to be on a FanX panel. And so that's still like one of the highlights of my life. And I can see in your background, you've got the FanX thing right there. And mine's actually just right over here, all on I, display.
0: I've got a collection of them at work that I need to bring home that I haven't gone to work in a yeah. year. One so, uh, <laughs> of them in a box now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that panel. That was a really good panel. I came and Thanks. watched that panel. It was fun.
3: It was really fun. We want to do it again whenever X happens again. Like something similar, not the same thing. but
0: Supposedly,
1: uh, <laughs> September. Yeah? Yeah. Did you say supposedly? Don't worry yeah. about it, Sonic. <laughs> it's, it's a
2: new Don't way to pronounce it. it, Beth.
4: I'm edging. Oh boy, fine. It's a yeah. All right. Just, just checking.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's take a minute here, Erica. Tell us a little bit about the Let Us In this new podcast that we've got on the Soul and Droids Network, and kind of the premise of the podcast and what you guys are doing now and what's coming up next.
2: I really so should have just brought up the description that was, like, written for me and just read it. But I'll just talk about it. So I am GMing for the very first time uh, for the Lettuce Inn. I've brought along Blake, Mika, Jason, and Lindsay, who's part of Cutscenes and Cupcakes. So thanks for letting me borrow her or steal her. I don't know yet. <laughs>
0: Jason and Blake are kind of part of cutscenes and cupcakes too, but uh, more like behind the scenes.
2: They're more like attached to the main <laughs> cast.
0: So weird. They're like Yoko Ono. That's basically what they are. They they're like two Yoko Onos for cutscenes and cupcakes. It's
2: true. Are they so, going to
1: break it up? <laughs> no, they're better oh no. than Yoko. Never. They're better than they Yoko. can
3: never do that. Their friendship runs so deep. Yeah. Me and Steph have twenty plus years on us, so it's never ending.
2: Yeah. So. I came up for this idea, kind of based off of my previous experience with the Codex cast and Level 1 Geek, where we would test out different systems and have fun with it. And I thought that that was something so unique that not everybody is continuing to do. They just do the same system and run them for nearly all of their seasons. And so I came up with this idea for this inn. I didn't have the name at the time, but there's this inn That the players would wake up in, they would do their adventure, then they would go back to the inn, go to sleep, have dinner, it would always end there. And then the next season, in the new system, a brand new adventuring party would wake up, go do their adventure, and on and on. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I'm brilliant, I need to talk to Stolen Dores about this. And so it kind of just grew from there. And the more I thought about what I wanted it to be, the more it became story-driven and humor. So as I was getting the cast, that was actually one of my main things I was looking for was that person's type of humor. So as I was thinking about the cast, I want to put together these four just have really good chemistry and really good humor that fit perfectly into what I wanted. So now what we're doing is for our... The first season is more like a half season. It's not really a full season. It's more like just testing the waters for myself personally and making sure that I wasn't going to (laughs) flop. And so the first season is Mouse Guard. So our players woke up, started doing their adventure, starting at the Lettuce Inn and going through their adventure. Then they kind of started to end at the Lettuce Inn again. But for season two, we're actually going to continue Mouse Guard into a fuller season.
3: Oh, um, good! I was just going to ask. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, because it sounded like it was really short, yes. just from hearing from you guys about it. And I think Mouse Guard, like, because I this is the first time I've ever heard of Mouse Guard, is from you, and I think it's so cute. I think it's super fun. So I'm, I'm so definitely... glad to hear you guys are going to do more.
2: Yes, I was, I was, because I, as things were going, I was like, I don't think. The party is ready for this to end so quickly. And so it was kind of not really like a last minute decision. I had considered it before. I was like, this went really well. And the party is finally really understanding their characters and not getting a full season to explore that. So I was like, why not give them a season and a half? Whereas in another system with another adventure party, they'll have that full season to really explore their characters. And actually, in between seasons, kind of in between season one and season two i'll record it i'm not sure about releasing it yet but we're gonna do like an in person or not in person we don't do that in character get to know you so oh. at the lettuce in all of the characters are gonna wake up the next morning and have breakfast and have like a little get to know you situation at the lettuce in so i'll record it i think i'll i'll release it at some point but i'm really excited to do that
0: and so this this first season, which is shortened, and then a full season, uh, season two, will be the Mouse Guard system. What do you have planned maybe in the future? What kind of systems are you looking at going forward? I if you want to share, if you're I ready only, to share. Oh,
2: yeah, that's totally fine. I have a few <laughs> ideas. Somebody mentioned something about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so that's there. <laughs> that
1: could be fun.
2: I think so, too. I think it'll be great. It fits perfectly into what I want to do.
4: I'm just saying... Jason would be a great Michelangelo.
2: Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. Okay, for people that have listened, Jason plays Q, and he is a fan favorite at the moment. I've had a couple people message me and be like, oh my gosh, Q is hilarious and just this big personality. So so Jason's Q is currently the fan favorite, and it's, it's deserved. But one of the systems I want to do is a system called Arium. It's where you pretty much create the entire system together. So Arium was originally written as kind of a uh, writing project from Will Munn, who is one of the creators. It was originally started to just be just like a writing concept, something like that. But the more that Drew and I think uh, Natasha kind of talked about, they're like, we can turn this into a game. And so we played that a couple of times already where we live stream creating the system and the characters and everything all together. So that's a, that's a fun one to go and watch. So what I want to do for that is actually live stream the very first episodes, technically session zero, where we create the world and kind of have the fans involved and then just podcast record everything else. So I think that would be a lot of fun. But honestly, I am really, really open to people's ideas for games to play because I don't want to have it just be me who decides. I want to be able to work with the cast and the fans and you guys. If you guys have a system that you think would be really cool to play, I'm like, yes, let's do it.
0: Cool. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of adventures. And it's the first, well, two episodes-ish are up on Soul Android right now. Episode 0 and Episode 1, go check that out we have this week coming up, another episode. So a lot of fun, a lot of great stuff coming up with the Lettuce In. And I think we've talked about tabletop role-playing. Honestly, I'm glad to see it being so popular and catching on because I think it is a great way to kind of fuel that creativity and that imagination that a lot of other things out there. uh, It does it in a way that's, I think, unique and different. I know I'm a big fantasy genre reader like that's my favorite genre to read and the first books that I remember reading from that genre were the the Dragonlance Chronicles which were based loosely on stuff in Dungeons and Dragons and that series a lot of it came as a result of a Dungeons and Dragons game or campaign that Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss were part of And a lot of the character development happened in that campaign and things like that. And so it's kind of cool that you can take those adventures. And you can really you're building a world and a story in and of itself. And uh, the way that that kind of fuels that creativity, it's it's really a neat thing. So we're excited to hear more from the lettuce in and, and mouse guard and then whatever comes in the future. So it it should be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's been a lot of a lot of fun being a GM for the first time because I, I'm able to, I mean, not like I haven't been able to talk to friends about it before, but go to the GMs that I play with and be like, hey, I have this idea. How would you implement it? And so I was talking to actually Chase from Level 1 Geek. I was like, I have this idea for uh, Season 2. I'm trying to figure out how to implement it. And so he gave me a ton of really good advice. And he said, all, all I ask is that when one of your friends becomes a GM, pay it forward. Give the same advice out. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I need, a, I need wow. someone to be a first-time GM so I can just share this tiny, tiny bit of advice that we have to be really good at BSing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. Let us know what experience you've had with tabletop role-playing games. Let us know. What systems you're interested in, or what you you know you started with, and what your favorite systems might be, we'd love to hear about it. You can send that to an email address that we have: feedback uh, at com. Feedback at well, uh, You can go? also follow us on all the the social meds, as we call them now, social meads
2: I, I thought it was social I thought it was, so was social
0: <laughs> We should probably oh, okay. decide. Yeah. Well, I just did. It's so sweet. Sure. Oh, I, I, neat. I like yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it.
3: Our Slack channel conversations.
4: <laughs> I'm going to create a new poll.
3: <laughs> We're going to
0: create a new poll. How are you
3: going oh, to...
4: You'll have to bold. do it
2: phonetically.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it, Jake. So oh. next week, we are going to be talking about the future of movies and movie theaters and what's going to happen going forward in 2021. Maybe we'll try to get a couple of my friends from movies that make us to come join us for that episode or something. Oh, it'd be fun.
1: Um, friends are not our friends. No. And and I,
0: that's not what I meant. (laughs) Um, Jeez.
1: And I kind of feel
0: like if we're doing that, we ought to have cutscenes and cupcakes on to talk about video games in 2021. I mean yeah, probably.
1: Ooh, or okay. maybe then, we just give our own episode dedicated to that. And then maybe we
0: could have multiplane podcasts on to talk about the future of Disney in twenty twenty one. Lots of stuff to talk about. All the We've got lots of podcasts that we need to talk about too. So Why not? We do get all these
2: ideas. We're a
4: network.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are a network.
1: Synergy.
0: Oh, hey, hey, hey. Uh
4: is isn't there something coming up in, in spring? Um
2: I know. The
0: spring Equinox, I think, is in March.
2: I think that's. I think. And that I, think it. I don't know. Real
0: Real Maybe some kind of an event? conference. Oh. <laughs> General <laughs> conference,
3: yes.
0: General <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> conference. It's also going to be virtual.
4: <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh! Utah RemoteCon. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, Utah RemoteCon. Together, oh, remote guys. conference.
3: Can we I'm make so t-shirts?
0: For general conference, <laughs> <laughs> McKinney's um,
4: already working on T-shirts. Don't worry.
0: Utahwarder <laughs> on two t-shirt. is coming up in the spring. We will have official dates to announce soon, but we can announce that we will be raising money for JDRF, which is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. They do a lot to research and fight against diabetes, particularly for kids that have type one diabetes and and type two as well, but. Sure. For yeah, the children. A great cause. Yeah, for the
4: exactly.
0: <laughs> so we are excited about that, and that is coming up um, in the spring. So we're excited to do that again. When we thought about doing Utah Remote Con 2, we kind of thought, maybe it won't even have to be that remote. It looks like it's going to have to be remoter. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yes, yeah. yeah, even better, more remoter. Bigger, remoter. Yep, yeah, bigger, better, and remoter. So We can do it yeah it's gonna be awesome we're really excited about it uh, we've already got a lot of people that were on last time that are asking us about coming back and we'd love to have them back and uh, it was a lot of fun utah remote con is coming up check out our other podcasts on our network we've got Cutscenes and cupcakes where they talk about video games and they rank them with cupcakes which yeah. is just delicious and fun and they're funny and i enjoy listening to them they're just great oh, movies, that make us, cool. movies that make us uh it's a pot it's a book club for movies come listen to me and tracy and val talk about a specific movie each week this month we are doing jack black january so we have one more episode coming up on monday talking about jumanji so
3: yes
4: i was
0: really hoping you would it's been really
3: fun i like all your guys's different themes that you do
0: thank you february we've got rick moranis month coming up so that will be fun
3: honey i
0: shrunk the kids right isn't that Uh, rick moranis Yes, that is Rick Crap. Moranis. Not, I don't know that that's one of the movies we're going to talk about, but it is Rick Moranis. Strange Sorry. Brew,
1: is that going to be? Uh,
0: so we haven't decided on all of them yet. Okay. So, so, so it could what, be I Shrunk the Kids, and it could be Strange Brew. So you're telling
3: me there's a chance?
0: There is a chance.
3: Should probably watch their social media to see when they announce it. Definitely
0: talking about Spaceballs, right? Yes. You know what? I think you guys are going to be surprised by the Just movies that we picked listen. because he's been in a lot of movies that uh, that you guys may not be aware of. So, not I list. think we need to talk about spaceballs. Okay, well, listen. We're, I don't think spaceballs is making the list. <laughs> One person has not picked their movie yet, and I don't think they're going to pick spaceballs.
4: Who's that, that person? Thinking. I need to pay them.
0: Nope. We'll talk about <laughs> <after. laughs> <laughs> that. It's, it's me. me. Get, um, we've also got multiplayer podcasts. Right now, they've done a lot of Facebook live videos, so you guys need to follow them on Facebook and watch their videos as they come out each week. They talk about all things Disney, and that's Val from Movies That Make Us, and then Tyler Russell. So uh, you want to check that out. And of course, our newest edition, The Let Us In, where we talk about tabletop role playing games and go on adventures. This season is Mouse Guard and our faithful GM, Andowan. Uh, and wow. Bachelor, right? Holy new one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Even Nolan North didn't pronounce it that incorrectly.
0: <sighs> Erica, our GM. <laughs> Jake is uh, our John Travolta. Is, is taking yeah. <laughs> these adventures on Northwest. So you want to check that out as well. Lots of big stuff coming up um, with Soul and Threads this year. <laughs> Lots of really exciting, fun stuff. Um, we're excited yeah. about all of it. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you later. Bye. Good to each Bye. Other. Bye. Bye.
3: Thanks for being here with us, Erica.
2: You're welcome. I will see you guys at the Lettuce Inn.
1: This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.